Hello and welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. Thank you, Arabelle, for the introduction. If you need voiceover done for any audio you are putting together, you can find Arabelle at arabellevoiceoverartist.com. It's low cost and she does quality work with a short turnover time. Today's main topic is immigration as well as the usual tidbits section. But before we get to that, please support this show by visiting dakotarustler.org and clicking on the donation link and making a contribution, or by clicking on a merchandise link and purchasing one of the items at my online store. More products will be made available in the near future. Also, you can help me get better podcast rankings by subscribing and or following my show on whatever media you listen to. Thank you for doing so. Now, let's get into tidbits. This is where I take news and rustle it up from the last week or so and make some comments on them. Number one in a story from about two weeks ago. Walmart has slashed its profit forecast as surging prices and continued higher than normal fuel prices are causing customers to cut back on discretionary spending. Immediately following the announcement, shares of Walmart as well as Target and Amazon also fell. I did not take the time, however, to see if they have recovered since then. Maybe they have, maybe they have not. Walmart expects its profit would see about a 12% decline as opposed to previous estimate of a 1% drop. The Biden and his Democrat cronies can try to redefine the word recession however they want, but the truth of the matter is when Walmart, which I like to call Poverty Mart, declines, we are in a recession. In a in addition, in-store inventories at general merchandise stores at the end of April were the highest since the year 2000. Really? Then why aren't prices coming down if inventory is high? Walmart has stated it is sitting on $60 billion of inventory and price cuts are in its future. Uh, we'll see. Target has also cut its profit forecast twice over the last several weeks. Number two, in a related story, the U.S. economy has officially contracted for the second straight quarter, meaning we are in a recession. Do you hear that, Democrats? You can define it however you want, but any American with a modicum of intelligence, if you know what a modicum means, you are probably one of them, knows that we are in a recession and it feels like it. Last week, the Fed raised interest rates by three-quarters of a percent, but they need to raise it even more. 
Unfortunately, a recession is likely to be the only way out of inflation this time around, and that will only work if the government quits handing out money like it's a parade out at Halloween. For those of us old enough, we remember the four years of high inflation under Jimmy Carter and interest rates that zoomed at 8 18.7% for many loans. We don't need to go that high, but we do need higher. The positive of that could also mean higher rates for savings and CD investments. And if you know that CD stands for Certificate of Deposit and not Compact Disc, you're probably one of those with a modicum of intelligence. Home loan rates are nearly 6%, making homes less affordable than they were prior, so we should soon see a plateau in home pricing, especially if rates continue to go higher as expected. Adjusted for inflation, food consumption fell by $33.5 billion and is at its largest drag on the economy in half a century. However, spending on services rose by 4.1%, and those services include travel and restaurant spending. And here's one of my problems with modern-day society. Travel and restaurants are not necessities. Communi commuting and home cooking are, but not restaurants and travel. Yet everyone moans and bitches about the high price of fuel and groceries. Well, I'm going to discuss this a little bit more in my next related tidbit, which is number three. Inflation begins to strain the finances of the young and low income. Well, this is only logical and well. Welcome to my world of 1978 through 1982. Now you know what I went through 40 plus years ago. So don't look at me like I'm some kind of a moron when I talk. Generation Z consumers are falling behind on their credit card and auto loan payments and accumulating higher debt. Forgive me if I don't cry for you, but I didn't even have a credit card 40 years ago. If my wife at the time and I didn't have the money to buy something, we didn't buy it, especially travel and restaurants. We moved twice to a different rental home in order to get a cheaper rent. We didn't beg the government for more money, though I will admit we were getting some food stamps at the time, which, by the way, we were totally embarrassed about. We told no one. Hell, I even sold my truck so we could have additional money. Unemployment, of which I was a victim, was 10%. I had to take a part-time job with my wife's uncle installing carpet, which is how I got started in the profession I'm in, in order to make money. My wife, who we decided would be a stay-at-home mother just to take care of the kids and not work, had to start sitting she had to start babysitting kids for additional money we did what we had to do it wasn't exactly what we wanted to do but we did what we had to do and it seems like people today don't have that attitude if they can't do it they want they won't do it at all well work do what you have to back to generation z Credit card balances for people ages 25 and under rose by 30% from a year earlier compared to 11% for the broader population. How did this happen? 
Not long ago, their bank accounts were padded by government stimulus and pandemic savings. Remember all those unemployment bonus checks? Bank executives are stating that consumers had healthy financial cushions. So again, what happened? There are signs that some Americans overextended their money by, I repeat, traveling and dining out or at the same time making smaller payments on their debts. What did I say in the last tidbit? What have I said on the show numerous times in the past? When you get a helping heaping of money, you don't expect pay down debt. Don't go on a splurge. By paying down debt, you get them paid off quicker. You save a ton on interest payments, which in the long run saves you money that you can enjoy on splurges later in life. But, you know, what the hell? Government schools don't teach common sense economics anymore. They need to cease to exist. And with that, it's time for a promo bake promo break i'll be back in 50 seconds take it away orabel for all things dakota rustler related please visit dakotarustler.org the website contains links to media sites a merchandise store and a button to donate to the show your support helps to pay for expenses of production as well as research time. Feedback is appreciated, and comments or topic ideas can be sent to the email address listed on the website. Sponsorships are also available if you have a business to promote. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Apparently, if you're watching on video, I just had a failure there. My website was supposed to show up during that break, not just our bell talking, but failed to do so. Oh, the glitches that can happen on a podcast. Anyway, welcome back. Just a reminder that the music used on this show is courtesy of Danheim, who can be found on YouTube, Spotify, and a few other media sources. The Dakota Rustler Show is available on Audible buzzsprout iheart google podcast spotify telegram and perhaps a few others please remember to subscribe now for today's main topic immigrant smuggling this is a story of two of the 53 who died in the recent big rig smuggling story from about six weeks ago and it's also courtesy of a reuters news story so i want to make sure i give them credit Mexican immigrants Pablo Ortega and Julio Lopez enjoyed the smuggling equivalent of a first-class ticket to the U.S. with complimentary beer, safe houses with video games, and even a week at a hunting ranch. Both had borrowed thousands of dollars and paid more than asked to secure a trip to the U.S., supposedly avoiding the worst dangers of illegal border crossing. Note, I said illegal border crossing. However, on June 27, all that extra money got them was a one-way ticket to six feet under along with more than 50 other immigrants. Virtually all of them died from heat suffocation. My first response is, good. You tried to come here illegally without following U.S. immigration laws 
and by doing so, try to make yourself more special than those with the morals to do things the legal way. My second thought is, good, for the same damn reasons. So how did this happen? Have you ever heard of the saying, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is? Well, smugglers have. Smugglers sell more expensive routes and take advantage of those desperate to come here by promising secure, special, or VIP treatment. Oftentimes by vehicle instead of foot and usually more comfortable stays in whatever locations they are placed in. Ortega and Lopez paid 13000 and 12000 respectively, far above the going rate of two to 7000 charged to other Mexican immigrants. Ortega's mother sold her mobile home and pawned jewelry in order to come up with the fee charged by the smugglers. She also told him not to get in a loaded truck. Did the young man listen? No. After initial treatment, which involved video games, pizza, and Tecate beer, he hopped in a loaded truck. Hey folks, listen to your parents. We aren't stupid. We've been there. We have life experiences. Lopez, in his second attempt to successfully cross, walked three hours through the desert to a private hunting lodge across from Laredo, Texas. He stayed there about a week. On June 21st, Lopez made a final call to his family as the smugglers said they would need to confiscate his phone. I assume it was because of tracking capabilities that are on phones. They were going to take him to another ranch for a few days before being smuggled to San Antonio. The formerly mentioned Ortega also made a final call that day, worried about the huge number of migrants showing up. According to their families, they were told they would be in small groups. Well, 50 to 60 is not a small group. That's a busload, you know, or in this case, a tractor-trailer load. Not exactly inconspicuous. Ortega was 19. He had a pregnant girlfriend and was determined to make it to where his mother lived, the state of Florida. He was hoping to earn money to send home to his girlfriend and to save to build a house. Lopez, on the other hand, was 32 and a sawmill worker and was hoping to send money home to care for his youngest child who has autism. Lopez was told his trip was 100% guaranteed safe. Well, in this case, I guess not. And as I often say, trust no one. Fast forward to June 27 when an 18-wheeler cargo truck rolled through a U.S. government checkpoint near Encinal, Texas, 40 miles north of Laredo. A few hours later, a worker in an industrial area on the outskirts of San Antonio heard a cry for help, which he followed to an abandoned trailer. By the time responders got there and opened the trailer doors, the death count would reach 53 including 26 Mexicans, 21 Guatemalans, and 6 Hondurans. The driver was found nearby doped up on meth, but hey, South Dakota is on it. And that's an inside joke for those who live in my state and listen to this podcast. Since his death, Lopez... or excuse me, but since his death, Lopez's significant other can no longer afford care for their autistic son. 
Ortega's mother tried to contact her son's smugglers only to have her number blocked. And when she traveled to San Antonio to identify the body, it was the first time she saw him in eight years. Really? You sell your mobile home and pawn jewelry for a son you haven't seen in eight years to provide for a pipe dream? Why didn't she just help him out financially? After all, she could afford to go to San, San Antonio to identify the body. You know, she couldn't afford to... I don't know. There's something wrong there. His baby is due on December 31st and will now be fatherless. What's causing all this migration? Well, violence and poverty in Mexico and the rest of the Americas is definitely a part of it. Crossings in Mexico have reached 1.7 million as of June 30, which is a 3.4 million person pace for the year, or just over 1% of the U.S. population. Crossing deaths last year reached 728 and will likely surpass that this year. Again, good, it's not enough. I wouldn't expect to try to enter Canada, Germany, Russia, or some other country illegally and be welcomed with open arms. Neither should the Mexicans. Where am I going with this story? Listen up. All this illegal immigration is why I want the U.S. to quit wasting money on the other side of the globe, think Ukraine and the Middle East, and concentrate on the Americas of the Western Hemisphere. If we can help make nearby countries a good place to live with good trade deals, common sense drug laws, and expansion of liberties, all these illegal crossings will come to a drip instead of a ceaseless flow. As I've stated numerous times in the past, I am not against immigration. Let me repeat that. I am not against immigration. All I want is for people to follow a legitimate set of rules. The U.S. government to have a maximum number per year which they strictly enforce, be strict on what they consider asylum, and to vet everyone. We need immigrants. Let me say it again. We need immigrants. There are too many jobs which lazy Americans don't want to do. Just reflect back to my tidbits earlier in the podcast with Generation Z falling behind on payments and going further into debt. Get another job. There are plenty out there. You do what you had to do to survive without mooching off at taxpayers or destroying your credit rating. Or at least you do if you have decent morals or empathy for others who are struggling just like you. If slow and no-working Americans were taking all the millions of available jobs out there, immigration would slow to a crawl because work for them wouldn't be available when they got here. Yeah, I could keep preaching on this, but, you know, it's just time to call it a podcast. And with that, you know the mantra. Question authority and always be free. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their affiliates. Any unauthorized use of this show is prohibited. Until next time, have a great day, and don't forget to subscribe.